1: Kellogg's Pep, the super-delicious cereal, presents the Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today we begin a brand new adventure for the Man of Steel. An adventure that is to test all his great and unusual powers to the utmost. A strange and dramatic scene is taking place in the private office of editor Perry White at the Daily Planet. Clark Kent, his face ashen gray and his hands clutching the arms of his chair, is staring at the late afternoon edition of the paper on White's desk. The editor, alarmed, has risen and is about to go to Kent's assistance when the door opens and Lois Lane enters. Yes. "Clark,
2: I wanted to ask you if you'd Good
3: heavens, what's the matter? Get some water, Lois. No, 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 I, I'm all right. What happened? Don't stand there asking questions. Get some water. Well, I
2: hear you. You don't have to scream at me.
3: Please, Chief, I'm okay. Beanie. No, no, no. Now, can't you be no, no, quiet. No, no, no. Don't try to talk yet.
2: What happened, Chief? I
3: don't know. We were sitting here talking when... I'm all right. Now, there's nothing the matter with me. Well,
2: there certainly is something the matter with you. You're as pale as a ghost. I don't want anyone in here. It's Beanie with the water. you are, Miss Wayne. Don't mention it.
3: Drink this. I'm really
4: all
2: right now. Well, I'm...
3: drink it anyway. Water never hurt anyone. Here, uh, go ahead.
2: <sighs> yeah. Don't get up. I'll take the glass. No, I'm
3: all right. Leave it on the desk. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, can't you just sit back and relax?
2: Now, do as I say.
3: all right. All right.
4: Sorry, I caused all this trouble. Will I, someone,
2: I... please tell me what happened. Well, it was
4: nothing, Lois, really. It must
2: have been something because when I walked in here, your face was the color of uh, the chief's hair. Oh,
3: what's the matter with the color of my hair?
2: Nothing the matter with it, but it's gray.
3: When you're as old as I am, yours will be gray, too.
2: I don't doubt that for a moment. Now, what happened? You started to tell me, chief. Well, it was nothing, Lois, believe me. You keep quiet. Go ahead, chief. Oh, thanks. Good grief, isn't it possible to carry on a normal conversation around here without sarcasm or screaming or jumping down people's throats? I'm asking a simple question. What happened in here that made Clark look like a ghost?
3: If you'd only stop talking long enough for another person to get a word in edgewise, maybe you'd find out.
2: There's nothing to find out. You keep out of this. I'm waiting, Mr. White. You too. Me too, what? You too. Oh, never
3: mind, never mind. I'd I better tell you what happened before you drive me crazy. Now, we were sitting here talking. I don't remember what about. That's unimportant when someone came up from the press room with a copy of the early afternoon edition of the paper. Who? What's the difference? Who? Well, a guy from the press room, a guy named Joe! All
2: right, all right. Huh.
3: Golly. He put the paper on my desk. Here, here it is. We went right on talk. I got a phone call, and while I was on the wire, Kent leaned over and glanced at the front page of the paper. Next thing I knew, he looked like he was going to die right in my chair. Now,
4: wait a minute. That's a slight exaggeration, Chief. You certainly
2: looked that way when I came in. Well, maybe
4: I'm tired. Maybe I need a vacation. Right now, i got some work to do in my office. You come back here and sit
2: down. Let him go, Chief. See you all later. Darn fool.
3: No, uh, know, I'm worried about him. Maybe he Wait does minute need... Wait a
2: let's see what's on the front page of the paper that might have shocked him.
3: I can't imagine any news story having that effect on him.
2: Right. MacArthur warns Japs against sabotage. President asks for tax reductions. Coal strike pending. Noted meteorologist dies. Five rescued from fire... That's all, except for the weather report.
3: Mm, Maybe it wasn't anything in the paper.
2: Clark has been acting strange lately, Chief. As though he were hiding something.
3: Mm, What's he got to hide?
2: It might be anything. You know as well as I do, Chief, that Clark isn't really a normal person. There's something peculiar about him.
3: What do you mean, peculiar?
2: Well, it's it's hard to put into words, but ever since I've known Clark, I've had the feeling that that he's leading a double life, that he's keeping something under cover.
3: You and your double life. Well, I have. Ever since that trial, you've had double life on the brain. He's as honest as the day is long. Oh, he's
2: honest enough. Good heavens. Now what? I think I know what shocked him.
3: Something on the front page of the paper?
2: Yes, this item right here. Noted meteorologist dies. Dr. John Whistler, head of the Department of Meteorology at the Metropolis Museum... Died at the city hospital this morning following a brief illness. Mm, I
3: know, but uh, why should that upset
2: him so? Now listen, you remember about a year ago a strange meteor fell in a field outside the city? Mm, faintly, yes. Well, Clark covered that story. The meteor was turned over to this uh, Dr. Whistler, and, and Clark interviewed him at the museum. I remember now that there was something peculiar about the meteor. The details are a little hazy now, but... Well, let's call Ken in and ask him no, about it. No, no, wait a minute. Let me think. Let's see uh, Kryptonite? That's what it was. What are you talking the about? The meteor. Dr. Whistler called it kryptonite. It was a piece of the planet Krypton. Stop
3: giving me double talk. I... What's all this got to do with Kent Keeling over? I
2: don't know, but there must be some connection.
3: Well, I'll get him in here.
2: Yes, Mr. White?
3: Oh, Miss Backrack, tell Clark Kent I want to see him.
2: He's gone for the day, Mr. White.
3: Where'd he go? I think he said
2: he was
3: going home. Uh, oh, all right. now, what do you make of that? First he says he's got work to do, and then he goes home.
2: If you want the truth, I'm worried. I think I'll stop off at his apartment and have a talk with him.
3: Yeah, I'll go along with you.
2: Good. Shall we leave now?
3: Well, we might as well. I'll
2: get my hat and coat, and I'll meet you at the elevator, Chief.
1: Concerned and puzzled about Clark Kent's condition, Lois and Perry White decide to visit him at his apartment. What will they learn? We'll return in a moment to find out. But first, say, here's more of that
0: exciting news. It's about the swell offer Kellogg's Pep has for you. Kellogg's Pep has a smart-looking, streamlined, real sundial wristwatch for you. One that you can wear on your wrist wherever you are to tell you the hour of the day by the sun. And in a minute, I'm going to tell you how you can get it. It's the modern 1945 version of an instrument that's been part of man's life since the days of ancient Egypt. It's about the size of the usual wristwatch, and it's made from gleaming aluminum with a strap that holds it flat on your wrist. To use it, you lift the pointer and aim it due north. The sun's rays will make the shadow of the pointer fall on the dial showing the hour of the day. Boy, what fun you can have playing cops and robbers and meeting when the shadow falls at three. Now, here's how you get this grand Kellogg's Pep offer. Ask Mom to get a good supply of Kellogg's Pep at the store. Then send two box tops marked top from the Pep packages along with ten cents in cash and your name and address clearly
1: printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Alone in his apartment... Clark Kent, obviously troubled, is pacing back and forth across the living room floor. At intervals, he stops short and stands with shoulders hunched, lost for a moment in deep thought. And through it all, another voice, the voice of his conscience perhaps, keeps talking to him.
4: You've got to do something about it. You've got to. What can I do? That piece of kryptonite. You remember what effect it had on you? Yes, yes, of course I remember. Robbed me of all my strength. It it made me weak. Superman without strength that kryptonite must be destroyed But how can I get near enough to it to destroy it? I told you it it robs me of all my strength You've got to get someone to help you. Where is it? It's in Dr. Whistler's private vault at the museum. He sealed it up at my request but now he's dead. They'll open that vault and they won't know the power of that piece of kryptonite. They won't know that it makes Superman a weakling. Why do you speak of Superman as though he were someone else? It's you we're talking about. You are Superman. It will make you a weakling. Must you remind me of it? Why do you think I almost keeled over in Perry White's office? I knew the danger the moment I saw that item in the paper that Dr. Whistler had died. Maybe they won't open the vault. Has that ever occurred to you? Yes, but it's not likely. I'm in constant danger unless that piece of kryptonite is destroyed. Why, I have enemies all over the world. Clever enemies. What if it fell into their hands? There's only one answer. You'll have to tell someone. You'll have to get someone to help you. But how can I reveal my identity? That's a secret I've guarded for years. What's that? Someone's at the door. Good Lord. Lois and Barry White. This is your chance. Tell them the story. Get them to help you. Oh, no. No, I I, I can't. Uh, uh j- just a moment. I'm coming. Oh, well, hello. What brings you two here?
2: We just thought we'd stop by to see how you were. Uh, may we come oh, in?
4: Well, sure, of
3: course. Oh, I'm fine now. <laughs> I feel like a million dollars. Now, look, Kent, let's not beat around the bush. There's something wrong with you. You're not yourself. Well, what do you mean, Chief? Lois has the idea you're hiding something.
2: Hiding something? Clark, do you know anything about a piece of kryptonite? What? Hey, Kent. What's the matter? Uh, no, not nothing. You see, I was right, Chief. There is a connection. What? what are you talking about, Lois? No, we
3: want the truth, Kent, straight from the shoulder. You're in trouble, and we know it. We're ready to help you if you'll tell us what's wrong. Oh, but believe me, not, I...
2: be sensible. When you read about Dr. Whistler's death in the Chief's office, you almost fainted. No, oh, you're the just... The same thing happened just a moment ago when I mentioned the piece of kryptonite. Well, there must be some connection.
4: All right. There is some connection. Well, sit down, Kent,
3: and tell us all about it. Remember that we're your friends. We'll move heaven and earth to help you if we can.
4: Well, it's a long story, and part of it's going to amaze you, but I suppose I'll have to tell it. Go ahead, Clark. Anxiously,
1: Lois Lane and Perry White lean forward in their chairs as Clark Kent draws a deep breath and begins his story. What is he going to tell them? Is he finally, after years of guarding the secret, going to reveal his double identity, reveal that Clark Kent and Superman are one and the same person? This is a tense moment, a moment for which many of us have been waiting. So be sure to tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
0: Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC publications. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.